This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Isaac Hutchinson gets it onto his left foot. That was a arrowing in towards the top corner, and that is a good tip over by Archie Matt. Yeah, there's a reason why Isaac Hutchinson has been considered one of Warsaw's top players this season. He's capable of moments of magic. I'm not sure you'd quite call that magic, but he's certainly a threat there uh, with a real fizzing shot that uh, that tested Archie Matt. But that was uh, coming at the end of a sustained spell of pressure for Morecambe. And like you, say, like you said, Gab, we didn't make it completely count, did we? Because we didn't quite test the goalkeeper. We, we penned them in for a bit, didn't we? Corner comes in. Not completely clear. It is now. It's going to come in for a second time now. From the left-hand side. Beats everybody. Back post. Walsall keep it alive on the byline. Joel Cierney's got some defending to do. Cutting in field. Twisting. Turning, drilling it across, it might fall nicely. Shot comes in, it's found the bottom corner of the net. And we left Ross Tierney all alone, 10 yards out. And his right side-footed effort past Archie Mayer. And for all of Morecambe's good attacking play in the opening stages here at the Poundland Bescott Stadium, we should be disappointed that we didn't pick Tierney up. He was all alone, really. Had time to pick his spot, and pick his spot he did. Lovely finish into the bottom corner, and in 13 minutes, it's Walsall 1, Morecambe 0. Yeah, against the runner play, I think you'd have to say there, Dave. We were talking about Walsall leaving everyone back for a corner. Morecambe did that as well, and I think to an extent that kind of invites some pressure uh, from, from Walsall, and, uh, and, and they were able to capitalise. Well, here's Josh Gordon, Jacob Adonis to stay on his feet, and it's fed into 2-0 by Jamil Matt as soon as I say that. The Saddlers double their advantage. And it was the two forwards for Walsall doing the damage. Down the right-hand side of the Morecambe penalty area, Josh Gordon in a real battle with Jacob Badeau, who was desperately trying to stay on his feet and not commit the foul inside the penalty area. Josh Gordon gets the ball across. It's bundled in at the back post from close range by the veteran Jamil Matt. And after 26 minutes, it's Walsall 2, Morecambe nil. Well, on the balance of play, I'd actually say Morecambe have been, dare I say, comfortably the better team. Um, but I think Walsall have just been potent and clinical at key moments. Um, and that's why they're 2-0 ahead. They had that shot from Isaac Hutchinson, which Archie Mayer tipped over the crossbar. But apart from that, the Ross Tierney goal on 13. and. Scruffy, scrappy finish that from Jamil Matt, but he did what all good number nines do. He's right place at the right time and just bundled it past Archie Mayer from only a few yards out of the back post. And you have to say, fairness to Josh Gordon, kept going. I thought he was going to run out of room there, but battled up against Jacob Badeau. Got the cross in, ball's in the back of the net. Gordon gets it back to the substitute earring. Oh, and Jamil Matt's in space here and he's playing the side. Nessie, Nessie, no, he's snapped in for 3-0 and that might well be game, set and match. And again, the defending was poor inside the Morgan penalty area. Thought the effort had gone. Jamil Matt, six yards out, pokes it through, flag stays down, ends up in the back of the net. 65 minutes, 
Walsall three, Morecambe nil. It's going from bad to worse for the Shrimps. Yeah, well, you can have all the good play, all these encouraging, tidy passages of football, um, but what Walsall have in their favour is a centre-forward who's played for really top sides at this level, who's scored goals at this level um, consistently over the last 10 years. Uh, and that really is the difference. Jim, having Jamil Mack at the top end of the pitch has really made the difference for, for Warsaw, and that's probably why Morecambe are trailing 3-0, having for large periods of the tonight day been arguably the better side. And it's his full EFL senior debut this Tuesday night for central defender Emmanuel Adeboyego. He's kept a clean sheet so far, and he might just have scored the goal that gives Matt Sadler and the Sadlers all three points here at the Poundland Bestnot Stadium. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. But we've missed a chance tonight. A point would have been good enough to see us into the lead two playoff. But as the referee, Mr Brook, puts the whistle to his lips to bring proceedings to a close here at the Poundland Bestnot Stadium. It's Warsaw who in fairness had quite a comfortable evening in the end. Morecambe's four-game unbeaten run has come to an end. A 3-0 defeat here on the road. And a tale of lots of nice build-up play. AFL aficionado Gabriel Sutton alongside us this Tuesday night. Lots of great build-up play, not much to show for it in the final third. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I think um, there's a few differences between these teams tonight. One of them was the experience and the quality that Warsaw have got. They've got some proven performers. Isaac Hutchinson and Jamil Matt was certainly one of them. For Morecambe, a few defensive lapses at key moments. They weren't shambolic defensively um, over the 90 minutes, but individual moments. They switched off and were punished by a ruthless Walsall side. Uh, and again, in the final third, they weren't able to find the finishing touches. And that's the problem, isn't it? And that's what you get punished for. You can have play all the pretty football you like. But if you're not ruthless in both boxes, it doesn't count for very much. And that's the story of Morecambe tonight. Absolutely. And probably, I think Morecambe in terms of the first half, when the game was a little bit more level in terms of the score, they created some good openings. Maybe a little bit less of that in the second half. And I think that was partly down to game state and how well Warsaw all defended and managed their lead. But also, maybe Morecambe a little bit short in terms of real game-changing options other than Gwion Edwards um, from the bench. Gwion came on, he's as good as he always is when he comes off the bench but tonight I think it's quite simply we were fighting a losing battle and in fairness to Warsaw you have to give the Sadlers credit because they've got a very young back line, they play a back three, their central defenders tonight 20, 20 and 23 years old I think they are, you've got a 20 year old making his full EFL debut tonight as well, Mm. scored the decisive goal, man of the match performance they were inspired there was no way through absolutely yeah I, I think um, Taylor Allen by the way is the 23 year old you mentioned there for Warsaw he's actually a converted wing back that's operating in a back three so they've done really well I think that back three for Warsaw and then at the final you know at the top end of the pitch they had the quality that they needed so I'm not going to be too disheartened for what for Morecambe I don't think they were miles off this evening by any means um, but I think getting JJ McKeon back hopefully uh, in a couple of weeks time will it be Dave? About a month I reckon a month, JJ, okay. yeah, and for Donald as well hopefully that's, and Donald hopefully soon so that's going to make a difference in terms of options to, to really try and change games very loud PA system that we're battling against here but we'll uh, we'll persevere for a bit longer Gab if, uh, if that's okay but missed opportunity tonight to get inside the top seven we're still only a point outside 
but goodness gracious Major League Two is tight isn't it? It is very tight absolutely and um, there's a lot of teams at a similar level on the one hand the good news for Morecambe is that the bar for the playoffs uh, looks like it's going to be lower than it might normally be. it might be under 70 perhaps? I don't know if it's going to be under 70 and the reason I say that is because if there's 10 teams that suggests the likelihood is that one of them is going to get two points per game between now and the end of the season. So actually it might end up being more than 70 just through the sheer number of teams that are in contention. You look at Harrogate, they are in seventh place tonight. 48 points. You then go all the way down to 16th place. And Warsaw tonight, those three points have got them up to 45. 16th place just three points outside the playoffs Jesus. with and, a third and, of the season to go and Tranmere unbelievable is, isn't it Tranmere and Salford if you look at that they're not a million miles off either uh, with their form under their respective new managers so it does look wide open this uh, this playoff scramble and it makes for a thrilling uh, thrilling conclusion and that's why we love League 2 so much I suppose isn't it because it is so tight Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, I want to talk about Morecambe in terms of um, the developmental project that they're on. I really like what's been going on and hopefully with the way that they operate they can start to uh, invest in under 21 pickups and just develop a few of these players. It's difficult for them because the money isn't what they'd want it to be and there are challenges. Um, but I think um, Jeb Brannan's doing a fantastic job. Unfortunately, tonight just didn't go for him. Well, that's where Jed Brannan and assistant Dave Fitzgerald, that's their background, is in academy yeah. with Accrington Stanley predominantly. Investing in the young players is partially because that's how we've had to cut our cloth yeah. in terms of our finances. So we've had to pick up young players and give them their first taste of EFL senior football. What you've seen tonight, Nelson Cumbeni, Joe Adams, mm. there are positives despite yeah. the fact we've lost 3-0. Absolutely, yeah. I really like the look of Nelson Cumbeni. Uh, he looks combative in midfield. He looks strong. He gets across the pitch quickly. He's got that bit of agility to his game that allows him to spin his opponents. So I really like the look of him. I like Joe Adams as well. He's got those driving runs that he can elude people as well and he never gives up in his, in those games. I think there were some hopeful performances for, from tonight. Um, but, again, um, it's that uh, that cutting edge in the final third. I'm looking forward to hearing from Jed Brannan on the fitness of Jed Garner and uh, and how far, how far he is away with that hip injury because I think he's another one who could really make a difference. But those defensive lapses cost us. It was uh, Ross Tierney uh, with uh, the opening goal after 13 minutes. Didn't pick up from the second phase of a corner and he could pick his spot really from 10 yards out centre of the penalty area and found the bottom corner of Archie Mayer's net. It was 2-0 after 26 minutes. Uh, Jamil Matt, the veteran striker, bundling the ball home at the back post after Josh Gordon on the right side of the penalty area just got the better of Jacob Badeau and got the crossing but we didn't mark Jamil Matt and he had the easiest of tasks to convert to double the Saddlers lead it was 3-0 and game over 65 on the watch and it was the debutante defender Emmanuel Adaboyega his EFL senior debut tonight the 20 year old he's been immaculate at the back and uh, scored from close range more great work inside the six yard box by Jamil Matt but again we didn't pick him up and, and that's the thing that's going to frustrate the heck out of Jed Brannan we should have defended better it's as simple as that absolutely I, I also feel like from those corners maybe getting one or two people further forward does make a difference because you are then forcing the other team to maybe drop a player or two back so I, I do feel a little bit like that might be one component of it but yes 
Morecambe have got to tighten up in those individual moments. But we are talking millimetres, and a lot of the time, some of those things do go unpunished, and we probably wouldn't even be talking about it tonight. Um, but So that's where I think you've got to give credit to Warsaw and their experience and their quality and their physicality um, that, um, that made it pay. But it can't detract from what's been a, a good run since the turn of the year. I, I tweeted about it in the week. We, on the 29th of December, Notts County turned us over 5-0 and frankly it could have been 25-0. It, mm. it was that much of a one-sided game. Since then, we've played eight games in League 2, got 15 points, beaten just once. So this is only our second defeat in nine games. Yeah. Nine, 15 points from nine games over the course of a season comfortably gets you in the playoffs and borderline automatic form that so we shouldn't hit the panic button just yet we've had a tougher run of games three on the bounce away from home as well mm. we need to get back to winning ways against Grimsby on Saturday and a great chance to do so if there's one thing that Morecambe as a football club do so well it's responding to adversity uh, it feels like they've done that almost throughout history and um, and I, 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 they seem to be doing it again because you know some of the challenges that have come your way ownership question marks the five calls JJ McKinnon getting injured Derek Adams the legendary manager going um, it's so many hits and Morecambe keep moving forward and I think that's incredibly impressive so absolute props to everyone at the football club James Wakefield Charlie Appleyard um, Rod, uh, Rod Taylor Graham Harris, so many people who are doing great work at Morecambe didn't quite go tonight but I, I really hope it doesn't discourage you and I, I know that it won't because uh, you're doing some fantastic work everyone associated with this football club Gab always great to have you on CoComs we, we left it far too long so you need to come again you need to come up to the Mazuma you've not been to the Mazuma with us yet Absolutely. have you well, well this is the crazy thing finally the trains are alright and you've got this queue of people of players that can, uh, Dan can join in, on Dan Morecambe's injury list but it, it will ease up I promise you'll get you to the Mazuma very very soon just before you go Gab I was going to ask you about where, where, where your money is in the League 2 promotion race but there's that many teams involved <laughs> it, it's, it's really it's almost imp impossible isn't it to, to pick well sh uh, I think Stockport Mansfield and Wrexham are very much the standouts although Crew are having a wonderful season um, and then I think in terms of the playoffs it's a, um, it's a, anyone's game rip excuse me anyone's game I think MK look um, look very good I'd maybe pick them for, uh, for the, to win the playoffs and finally Gab the, uh, the sales pitch for the uh, for the two people listening to this who don't follow you, your stuff <laughs> where can we find you uh, you can follow me on Twitter X at Gabser and I do lots of conversation starters on this account on the EFL that you can chip in with from the point of view of your EFL team you'll see what I mean when you see the account so you can drop me a follow at Gabser and we also have a League 2 podcast called EFL Debate that's on Thursdays at 7.30 so drop me a follow on Twitter X at Gabser and um, for the hashtag EFL Debate Gab, thank you so much indeed, my friend. And uh, we won't leave it so long next time. Absolutely. Looking forward to the next one already, Dave. EFL pundit Gabriel Sutton alongside us on Shrimps Live on co-commentary uh, this Tuesday night. Jed, some of what must have been a pretty frustrating night for you and your team tonight. You know what? We played some actually good football, to be honest with you, but we, we can't concede two goals like that first half. Two, two silly crosses, let them cross it, and then we never picked up in a box, and we just can't do that. We're dominating the play without really hurting them. And then they get two two crosses in like that, and we, we don't pick up it. Just it just it's, it's hard to swallow. Is it a case of leaving yourself too much to do because you started both halves quite brightly? Yeah, we're a good team, we're a better team than Warsaw tonight. We were better, we were the best team. But to be fair to them, they, they sat in and counter-attacked us, and obviously they, they were two goals up, so we, they could afford to do that. Where we were, we were leaving ourselves up and trying to get a goal, 
it just never fell for us. But um, the third, third goal, I've got to say, I've got I got booked for it. When you see it, the lads pulled Stokesy down, and then the ball's gone to him and he scored. It's an absolute joke, by the way. But it is what it is, and you just have to get on with it. Yeah, you got the caution, didn't you? Frustrations boiled over in the moment. Do you regret that? Is it just a natural reaction? No, I don't regret it at all. I, I was right. He was 100% wrong, the referee. It, it's a really, really bad decision he, he's made. And I've spoke to him about it and told him. And we, when he sees it, he'll understand what, why, I, why, I, why I was frustrated. Because it was never. It was a foul all day. It was a yellow card for the lad. But no, he lets it play and he scored off it. But the game was over by then anyway. We were chasing. Just as far as the way you approach these games, you saw quite a lot of the ball tonight. We've talked in the past about pressing and counter-attacking and maybe not having that possession. How difficult is it to deal with the way that Walsall want to play and their strengths? I don't, so much, I don't think it's so much as that. I don't think they could get, they could get near us tonight, especially before they scored. They, they couldn't get near us. We passed the ball really well and we, we created a few chances, a few crosses in, without really, as I said before, without really hurting them. But it went down to the way they play. I just don't think they could, they could deal with us the way we were passing the ball. As far as the goals you conceded, you've already run us through the three goals. How hard is it when it's a small lapse, a, a problem with concentration, a small mistake, and it leads to the ball going in the back of your net. Well, we spoke about we've spoke about this the last six weeks. We've said in, the, in this league a lot of teams can see from crosses, and we didn't want to be one of those teams that can see from crosses. And we, we went through a, through a stage where we defended really well. We locked onto our man and we defended the crosses, and we weren't conceding. The last two games we've conceded goals off crosses, and it's, it's not good enough. And we'll work on it on Thursday. You had a lot of approach play. You got into the final third and then didn't really create a shot on target and test their goalkeeper. Is that another frustration tonight? It is, yeah. But to have all the possession, even um, how many corners did we have? We must have had double figures in corners, easy. And uh, they were dangerous, good balls in, and we, we never got on the end of it. Obviously, Faz, Faz our best set of the ball was on the bench, and Jed Garner weren't playing tonight, which, which hurt us a little bit. Natural centre forward holds the ball up for us and gets us playing. Obviously, he gets on the end of things as well, so he was a loss, but. The lads who come in, as, as you say, we, we, we created chances but never really hurt them. In a nutshell, is it about sharpening up in both boxes? It should definitely sharpen up in our box, but not, not so much in there. But we've scored a lot of goals lately and um, from all over the pitch, so our set pieces have been really, really good and, and they're getting back to the standard I want them at at the minute. But as you say, we need to sharpen up in our own box, definitely. You mentioned Jed Garner there. What's the situation? How is he with that hit problem? He'll be back Saturday. Um, he, he just went right for today's game. Um, he, he was filmed this morning, but Saturday he'll be back in contention. It feels like we've talked endlessly about this game in hand situation. Is the good news tonight that the teams around you haven't made any ground and the gap is still a point? Yeah, there's still 40. We just spoke about the change. There's still 14 games to go, so there's loads and loads of points to play for. Obviously, the fans and people are talking about getting in the playoffs now, but we just want need to win games. We're not, it's long, as I say, there's loads of points to play for, and we, we've got to pick up our home wins. Get our home wins, we'll be okay. And I hate doing the whole do you take the positives thing, but is there a lot to build on going into a game against Grimsby at the weekend? You know what? There actually was a lot of positives tonight. We actually moved the ball well. We, our pattern play was very good, a lot of good movements off, off the ball, and we defended well outside our box, to be fair. So there's a lot of positives. There's always positive safe from football. And some of, some of the lads put really good performances in tonight. I thought Nelson was exceptional today in our midfield. Joe come back from, from his, his illness the weekend and he looked good. And Guion, when he come on, he done really well. So there's a lot of positives, yeah, definitely. And how much 
do you look forward to getting back out there on Saturday and, and putting a few things right? Yeah, I can't wait to. Obviously, we've won our last home game, so we'll be full of confidence going in. And I said to the lads, listen, we've had a fantastic month of February. We went Saturday, but it's great. We've only lost one game all, all, all February, so it's a great month. We would have sucked that before the month started. So you, you can't put your heads down after one defeat. We have to brush ourselves down and, and get going again Saturday. Jacob, I imagine that's a pretty tough one to take. You've seen plenty of the ball. At times, you've, you've played some really nice stuff, but you've come away on the wrong end of a 3-0 defeat. Yeah, I think... Um... It's obviously a tough result to take. Um, we had a lot of the ball. Um, we probably could have done a bit more with it. Um, but credit to them, they, they defended well and, and they made it really tough to, to defend against them. And we have to be stronger, we have to defend crosses better. Um, and yeah, I mean, we want to be doing better than that away from home to get to where we want to get to. Um, so it's a disappointing one, yeah. I imagine you come here kind of anticipating a battle. How hard to take is it when you come here anticipating that and come out on the wrong side of it yeah we, we knew how they were going to play um, and obviously it was always going to be a tough game um, and team, there's teams in this league that play that way and, and it's always a battle and you have to win your individual battles and, and um, win those first and second contacts and, and today we didn't, we didn't win enough of them and, and that's why we, we lost the game I mentioned that you saw plenty of the ball and in kind of two thirds of the pitch probably dominated that area I said to the manager a minute ago, is it about sharpening up in both boxes? Um, yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, I think we've been really good from defensive set pieces over the past couple of months, really. Um, and obviously, second phase was the first goal. And then we've got, to, we've got to stop the cross and defend the cross for the, for the second. And the third, the referee wanted to give him one, so that's how he wants to, to do it. That's how he wants to do it. Um, but yeah, it's just sharpening up. Um, obviously we had a few chances in the first half as well um, and maybe if on a, on a different day those, those chances go in or if the pitch is better we can shoot first time or on that second touch and it doesn't take three to control the ball but, but yeah it's disappointing but we have to go again Do you have to look at the bigger picture and look at the run of form and the fact that you've not lost many games recently and that is why this is so disappointing? I think so yeah I think um, we have to look at the bigger picture yeah and we, we have been doing well recently but we also have to make sure that this isn't uh, the start of, of a slide um, and, and there's no better place to, to go than um, on Saturday at home at Grimsby. So, so we have to pick ourselves up and go again. Yeah, it's an opportunity, isn't it? You'll want to get straight back on the horse, as they say. Yeah, obviously. Um, look, if we, if we can win on Saturday um, and we can start another unbeaten run and hopefully take that one longer than the, the last one. And that gap to the playoffs, still just one point. I know players say we don't look at league tables, but you'll be well aware of it. Um, yeah, obviously, we, we know where we are in the league. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to take it one game at a time. There's still a quarter of the season left. And um, we can't be getting ahead of ourselves because games like tonight happen. And, and so we have to just take this game by game and, and try and get back on that horse and, and go on to Saturday and, and get the three points there. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks for downloading this episode. Always appreciate it. Of course, uh, the only place where you can hear full match commentary of every single Morecambe game this season. 
right here on Shrimps Live, and we will be back after three away games. Set seems like we've been on the road loads over the last 10 days, and I suppose we have, actually. Tranmere, Wimbledon, and, of course, Warsaw on Tuesday night. But uh, good to be home on Saturday. Grimsby Town, the visitors to the Mazuma Mobile Stadium. And uh, let's look ahead to that game right now because it's got lots of different strands to it uh, with uh, Alex from the fantastic DN35 podcast. Uh, Alex, uh, thanks for jumping back on the pod, mate. How are you? Uh, do you know what? All things except football is go are going beautifully. I feel <laughs> good about that. Well, it's it's nice to be positive about something, I suppose. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. Right. Before we get going, uh, give us the uh, the sales pitch for the uh, the DN thirty five podcast. What is it? Who is it? Where can we find it? Tell us all we need. Uh, to. Same place you find every podcast, really. You know, who doesn't need another middle aged white man giving his opinion on lower league football? Absolutely. Uh, um. It is uh, four mates slowly descending into hell, uh, which is what we all call the National League. Um, and you can watch us lose all, you know, equ what equates to humanity, civil civilization, and morality as we uh, watch uh, this lot uh, parade around like, a, the, you know, the people who have to clean up the horse muck after the horse guards after the uh, Mayor, Long Lord Mayor's show. So, yeah, that's what it is. Now, when Dave Artell was, I mean, we got we have to address the elements in the room, I suppose, don't we? When Dave Artell was appointed, I don't know about you, I was, as an outsider, I was uh, very, very excited. So uh, what's happened since then for it to go so badly wrong? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It wasn't going right. In Dave's defence, it wasn't going right before he came on board. Um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's his, his, his fault. Um, I wasn't massively, you know, enamoured with it, but that's more likely from my lack of knowledge of what he did rather than um, where where we were. I thought there were better candidates out there, you know, maybe not as entertaining, looking at the Cowleys, looking at the, you know, the likes of. Um, and he came in and he talked a good game and we he had 45 minutes with the team uh, who had struggled to beat National League South, South Slough Town. Uh, and we played beautifully against uh, MK Dons. Um, we were we got a point, uh, could have won the game, fast flowing. I was like, my God, if he's had this effect after 45 minutes, uh, I can't wait to see what he gets on it. And then we played Oxford in the next round. We lost 2-0 in the FA Cup, but we played really well. And it was just our deficiencies in terms of, you know, League One teams are slightly better than us. Um, and so um, that was fine. But... What initially started as him desperately trying to put in place a style of play that he likes and he enjoys. And I would say as well that he probably started. I, I It's my belief that he now is no longer you doing the job that he initially signed up for, which was a project to go forward. Now it's about survival. Um, and he's trying to get players who just simply aren't capable of to be, you know, not trying to be rude, but playing football um, to try and play football. And um, it is the car crash you expect it to. Biggest home defeat uh, since 1947 when we lost to Walsall 6 1. Uh, the other one, we'd lost 6 1 to, we'd lost 5 1 to Liverpool. Uh, so um, Walsall, with all disrespect, are not Liverpool. Um, and it's not the 1940s. So hell of, a, um, hell, of market, hell of a market to put down. Then drew 5 all with Notts County and then got battered by. Doncaster, who are one place above us and slight local rivals, but, you know, not massively. So, yeah, um, things are not going well. 
how much of that then, Alex, is it is that down to Dave Artell and what he's trying to do? And how much is it down to the quality within the squad? Um, he's got to take some responsibility. Um, there is there is nothing wrong with trying to type, play a type of football, but we're not mid-table. And you can't be, you know, looking at the long-term vision in terms of playing it. You have to be pragmatic with what you've got. I can't believe, as a, we haven't improved our position since he joined, I can't believe he's been saying, we're fine, don't worry about it. We've got technically gifted players to a point, but mentally they are completely and utterly shattered. Um, and they are desperate for the end of the season, I would imagine. Uh, but no one's told them it's February. And it's, um, it is it is a shame when Doncaster, for example, is the first game where I think really we were like, look, this is serious. We've got... Eminently winnable games, excluding yourselves, coming up. Forest Green, Sutton are coming up. Doncaster, a game above us. Colchester were meant to be before that, and the game got postponed. Knuckle down, 12 points out of that is incredible. And then, you know, you're in that mid-table pack with everyone where, you know, people are getting far too happy with themselves after four wins on the trot and saying, we can make the playoffs here, um, as everybody does. And everyone's getting the picture of the ship out with uh, HMS on the on the side of it. And, um, but... You know, keep it tight. Don't, don't, don't concede. Get the get feel comfortable on the ball. Play pragmatically. And we were two 0 down after seven minutes against Doncaster. So um, that was kind of where we are. Dave Artell has got to take some responsibility for it. The players have got rid of a very good manager in Paul Hurst, who has gone on to manage in League One, um, and they are set on course to get rid of another manager who was obviously talented because he got crew out of this league playing some. Fantastic stuff as well. So does Dave Artel need to change his approach then? Is that fair to say? <laughs> he needs to try and get David De Gea off, uh, off the beach <laughs> and get him in as a free agent in goal. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, but the problem is, and Dave Artel is probably, you know, can absolutely say, well, what works with these lot? Because they weren't working. They Paul Hurst is a, a manager that sort of talks about the unit, you know, the, the sum of its parts being greater as 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 one and um we're not getting anywhere near that we're not hard working one of the things that every time i assume Morgan fans are no different as long as the lads put in a shift come off there you know having bled for the badge and and you know couldn't give themselves if you get hammered and the other team are better then that's fine if you've done your best who cares um we're still going to be proud of you these guys aren't anywhere near it and unfortunately for us uh there is no other team that is Ofay with National League relegation, and it feels weird saying it as a Grimsby fan, than us. And us fans can smell it a mile off. And um, you can see it in their eyes. And there is far too much talk about Sutton and Forest Green not be uh, are not improving. But I imagine Forest Green will throw everything at it, both financially and any, you know, metaphorically. And Sutton, you know, they they were half decent last season for a reason. So I I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't know what's going on, and I just don't know how to fix it because these are tip players that finished eleventh in the national league. Not many changes, honestly. Finished eleventh in the national league last season and reached the FA Cup quarter final, and now they are struggling to remove three goals from Doncaster. It's um, it's terrible. You say about Sutton and and Forest Green, Alex and. They don't look like they're picking up many wins. They're picking up some 
creditable draws, but uh, not not too many in the way of wins. But as long as they're not cut adrift, I mean, what's the gap? Is it six points? I think it is at the moment. Yeah. That's a bit of an uncomfortable. You'd rather it be double figures and then, then you know, you've got something to hold hang your hat on to, I guess. Exactly. And, you know, those guys can worry, but they've got an eminently winnable fixture coming up for themselves because we are borrowing through their ground like a drunk after 11 o'clock. So they have got every chance of getting um, getting one over on us. And then it's down to six points. We've got two games in hand on Sutton, which is great. We've got a game in hand on Forest Green. But given our form, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, it's just, you know, another defeat waiting to be put on our books. Um, and, you know, the goals we've conceded have been horrendous. And um, it's just not it's just not improving. And, you know, I've we we talk about our team, we talk about the teams that got relegated. So the season before 2009, 2010, when we got relegated, we um, were nearly relegated in 2008, 2009, but we were spared because Chester were dedu deducted 10 points. Luton were deducted 70,000 points. Bournemouth were deducted 15 points. And on the last game of the season, we lost to Bournemouth who overtook us after having, you know, minus 17 points. And our terrible chairman was, lifted aloft by i assume massively drunk away fans who had had too much sambuca on the south coast and it feels very much like the same sort of discussion is going on that sutton and forest green are so terrible we'll be fine it's like right if we save it this year what is to say that that's going to be the case next year and again it feels i just don't feel like we get out of it you know I'm, it's just so tiring. 11th last season, FA Cup quarterfinal, bit of money in our pockets. Right, we can move on. You know, 11th was our highest position in the Football League in 17 years, which is terrible. And you go, right, okay, players will actually see us as an opportunity now. We're on the TV, we're making some money, we're making, you know, we're putting our best foot forward. And then we get this calamitous lot in on, I assume, a lot of money for some of them. And we're just, again, if you're a, if you are a player, look, you guys have the same problem we do. Who wants to come to Morecambe? Who wants to come to Grimsby? It's the conversation we all have. And I assume the conversation you also have is you're like, why don't we just do Barrow? Why don't we just, you know, train in Manchester? And why don't we just, you know, Grimsby are doing it. Why don't we just train in Doncaster? Because Doncaster are one place of others in the league. It doesn't seem to be helping them. Um, but it's that conversation now where, say, for example, we are looking at the next Kevin Ellison and he's got a choice of you guys or us, you know, I would like to say we're a slightly bigger club historically, bigger crowds, but an astute player will be going, hang on, you lads spend most of your time bouncing between National League and League Two. Morecambe have been in League One. They are, you know, mid-table aspirations for the playoffs. Why would I come to you guys? And that conversation has started again because we're no longer, you know, because of this lot. And it's... um. It's hard work, isn't it, Dave? I'm sorry, it I'm is. unloading onto you emotionally. <laughs> Unload away, Alex. Unload yeah. away. We've also got the uh, the, the added uh, strand, of course, of uh, Dave Vartel coming back to Morecambe on Saturday. It's not the first time uh, that he's managed against Morecambe. Obviously, uh, he was in charge of uh, crew when we were both in League One a couple of seasons ago. So it's not his first return to play or to manage a club against his former side. But uh, he's a bit of a hero at Morecambe, I have to, I have to say, Alex. And uh, I think if all things had been equal in another life, he might even have been our manager right this very moment if things had gone a little bit differently. If you win, do not tell town fans that because they will be dropping, they will be 
kicking that bus out before he's even got a chance to finish his interviews. <laughs> He'll be stranded in Morecambe and he, someone will have to put him up and we will not be returning his calls because we put a poll out last week on whether or not people want him in or out. I, first and foremost, I don't think I've met a manager more instantly disliked by a fan base for a long time. And we had Ian Holloway. Um, and um, I'm surprised by that. But he does come across as, I don't know if he did the same for you guys, but he came across like he knows everything. I'm here to save you. I know absolutely everything about. And it has not gone down well when you're losing 6-1 at Warsaw, uh, against Warsaw, and he's talking like that. And so we, it was what, 80% of people wanted him out. Granted, it's after the game, so emotions are running high. But that's after, you know, three months. That's quite a quite a shocking statistic. And... Um, yeah, if you say that to them, they might gladly hand the keys over. <laughs> <laughs> From memory, I know it was only quite recently, but I think you appointed Dave Artell and then we confirmed Jed Brannan as our manager within the same week. So we were kind of appointed at very similar times, but Artell was was definitely in the conversation to be the new Morecambe manager when Derek Adams left. And uh, quite rightly so. Uh, I mean, I don't know whether he actually spoke to the club or not. I suppose that's that's an, an internal matter, isn't it? And I wouldn't rule out Dave Artell one day in the future actually being the Morecambe manager, uh, seeing how well he was loved when he, when he was a player here back about, for, what, 15 years ago nearly. So uh, lots of different strands going into it. But the bottom yeah. line is, I suppose, Alex, this is quite a crucial game for both sides, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and... I'll be honest, I won't be surprised if we lose. Uh, Dave Artal has this obsession at the moment saying our away form is better than our home form. I mean, we've conceded 21 goals in five games at home, so I don't think that's anything to do with, you know, anything he's doing. Um, I We haven't played that many games away from home. We we did a, we had a spirited draw against Accrington. Uh, Curtis Thompson has come in and is sort of the experience and the, the solidifying aspect you need in the middle of the park. Um, and yeah, we just need we need to start grounding points. I'll be I would shake your hand now with a point and say thank you very much for not humiliating us, because I at least want to watch the highlight show at least once this year, uh, and it's not happened yet. It all sounds very positive for us. I, I, I have to say, Alex. I hope you're not <laughs> to downplaying your part too much, and that we're going to be in for a bit of a shock on Saturday. No, don't worry. I mean, I'll be honest. We are looking at probably. I would quite happily roll Phil Jevons out of whatever retirement home he's in. <laughs> And, and bring him on uh, because, um, <laughs> well, do you know what? Up front, that's not fair. Danny Rose is a great, he's, everyone keeps saying, you know, to hell with these players, apart from Danny Rose, is always the little caveat everyone puts at the end. Well, he's, he's working player, really he? hard. I've never had an outhouse as a player before. We've never really had that sort of aspect. We've never had that Kevin Ellison. Thanks for not swearing. Football. That, you're welcome. Um, and, um, it's quite nice. I, I can understand why they quite like them. Um, we've always been quite nice and, you know, sorry. We always thank the away fans for arriving and coming and, you know, they take, they win 5-1 and then they leave really happy. Um, uh, but um, it's nice to have him. He's performing really well. And up front we can score, but um, what's happened is we went from being really hard to beat, but not scoring enough to now scoring too many and having gaping holes in our back that it looks like the Titanic uh, and then all confidence has been lost and even the goal scoring side of it has, has disappeared as well. So um, we need one to go off somebody's uh, backside, really, uh, and then spend 80 minutes on the floor holding our calves. <laughs> 
So what has changed then between uh, when you beat us 3-2 uh, at your place earlier in the season? Uh, obviously, <sighs> lots of players have changed, but uh, what can we expect from a Dave Artel, Groomsby players, team, formation, wants to watch? Give us the intel. You can expect Danny Rose up front to do quite a lot of running around, making it really difficult. Charles Vernon is a really direct player and will scare you a little bit and he'll get inside and he's going to be, he's been struggling with injury, but he will get to that point soon where I think he will score a banger. Um, Mohamed Issa on the other side will look disinterested. And if you're unlucky, you might bang it in from 35 yards out, but that's all he can do. Um, Midfield, you'll expect to look at some terrified people who have understood they can't cover the ground that Dave Artel wants them to do. Uh, and then you'll also see at the back four people arguing with themselves before even kickoff. Imagine them all trying to run out of the tunnel at the same time and getting kind of, you know, a, a, you know, Mark's brother's S sort of caught in the doorway <laughs> and fighting each other to get out. That's kind of what it'll be like. Uh, our keeper is a young lad and a, a young local lad who supports the town. So it's heartbreaking to say he's just not good enough. Um, and if you have a shot, shoot from everywhere. That's your game plan is just, you know, Paul, you remember Paul Ince had shoot on a piece of paper. That's all your game plan is. We have um, opposition in the last few games have converted some like 83% of their shots into goals against us. So imagine we've got, I don't know. Imagine, you know, when whenever Rio Ferdinand goes in goal or whatever it is, just imagine that, you know, an outfielder's keeper is in goal and just shoot from anywhere and you'll be apps you'll have a right good time because we are ripe for the picking. We're quite optimistic about this now, Alex. I mean, I, I thank you for <laughs> thank you for, for for spreading the love in that respect. I mean, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to the game now. Actually, I think we're we're going to go into it. Um, obviously, a bit wounded after our defeat on Tuesday. We've only lost twice in the last in the last nine games. Actually, uh, twice in 2024. So we're on a good run. Um, but we're in that pack that you mentioned earlier. Uh, of we've got uh, grand illusions, perhaps, uh, that we're going to get in the playoffs. We're only one point off the top seven, but so is half the league. So I've never known it so tight. Yeah, and that's what I was always hoping. We were always in that sort of, we were three points off. I thought tra I think Tramir is where that pack starts. And we were like three or four points. I was like, if we can beat them, you know, we're in that. And then before you know it, we've accidentally fallen up to 11th. Um, there was a great meme I saw earlier this week where there's a little Britain sketch and you know, the guy who used to always be in the wheelchair and used to get up and do everything while the other, the nice guy was being taken the mick out. Yeah. Yeah. It was the kind of the same thing. This guy, the guy in the wheelchair has got a Harrogate badge on him and he's up in the tree. He goes, how did you get up there? So like, I fell. <laughs> and that seems to be where everybody else, everyone else seems to be having a lovely time. I can't wait for this season to end. Um, you know, We'll be, we'll be, if we'll be, uh, whistling, we'll be whistling for the time whistle after two minutes, even if it's nil nil. Actually, if it's one nil down, we'll still be whistling because it's not a, an absolute embarrassment. Not a killer on the goal difference either, which might be crucial come the end of the season, I suppose. I mean, in all, all jokes aside, Alex, you're going to have enough to stay up, aren't you? Surely, surely. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Um, I'd like to think so, but should I tell you the problem I have is I was spoken about it, it was like, We've had some terrible teams that have gone down wearing a Grimsby shirt. And there was a guy called Paul Linwood. I think, did he play for you guys? I can't remember. He, he played in the Northwest somewhere. Um, and he basically did an into a, a podcast. And he basically talked about when he was at Grimsby, they all went to the local pub and got hammered. And they got hammered before training. And Mike Newell was there. And they were driving to training with beers in their hands and stuff like that. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I'm thinking... 
those guys got really close to staying up on the final day of the season. Exactly how bad is it currently in that dressing room and on that training pitch that they are beating that? Uh, but um, I, we have we absolutely we absolutely have the ability, but we mentally they they're gone. But so if they can galvanise themselves, if they can start listening to me and go right, that guy hates us, prove him wrong, then do it. I, I want that sort of, and and if that only then I think can they do it. We need to you know play for set pieces, get Kevin Ellison. Let's do that. Get him in set pieces. You know just throw it into him, and uh, you never know. But um, it's it's not looking good. I've heard you got 29 points at the moment, haven't you? So what, what, what do you yeah. need? 40, maybe 42, perhaps. Do you want to know? We need another 20, don't we, really? 20, you reckon, you reckon it's not going to be a bit less this season, maybe? 43, It maybe? could be, mm. but it just seems like, you know, Forest Green, we only have to beat, we, Forest Green are the only team that have to overtake us, and then we're done. And do, yeah, I think they've settled down a little bit. They've gone past their Troy Deeney experiment. I think Sutton are done. I, I I think we can get three points. But it's this thing: if we've got co- that, uh, the game with Colchester has now been postponed till the penultimate game of the season. Well, that could um, be tasty. Exactly, and I'm we're one point behind them, and I can see that being a really important game at the end of the season. I can also see Crawley, which is the last game of the season, which is ironically that our first ever non-league game we ever played. Uh, we have Danilo Orsi who went to them inexplicably for no reason. He's banging them in left, right and centre. And what do you expect? Last game of the season, we need a point to stay up. 90, 91st minute, Daniel, Danilo Orsi does this. No celebration. No, yeah, no celebration, celebration and sends us down. You know, was it, it was it that was Man City that back heeled it into the net by accident um, for Man United? It was, it was it, Dennis Law, wasn't it? Well, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. it's that sort of thing. I can imagine that happening. Um, But um, we, you know, it will be an absolute. There, it will be an absolute travesty if we go down because the amount of money this club has thrown at it. Well, I guess Forest Green could say the same, can't they? Um, Is 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 incredible? And you just can't we be as good as Harrogate? And I never thought I'd say that in my life. Oh, dearie, got mate. a nice tea room. Oh, you're going to bring <laughs> Alex in there, bringing my cough back on again, mate. Um, thank you very much for your time. I, I appreciate you dashing back from work and you've not had your tea yet and the kids are, uh, are banging on the door and everything's happening. So thank you for taking the time. Really appreciate it, Alex. Good luck for the thank rest you, of the mate. season, mate. I, I, I think you're going to I think you're going to be all right. Hopefully. Well, we'll see you right. next season then, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we don't see you next season, but there's only oh, one. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, but, yeah. But there's only one division between us instead of two. But um, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, before you go Alex give us the uh, the sales pitch for DM35 once more yeah again if you want to see uh, people losing their minds and um, slowly descending into madness it's on Sunday's live at 8 o'clock we will talk briefly about the game Morecambe will not get a mention uh, because it's all about us apparently we are terrible pundits Uh, and we will if we get hammered we will talk about anything else but the football Um, so that's usually the way we go at the moment Sounds good. Sounds a plan. Yeah. Um, Alex, thank you very much. Good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Thank you, guys. And of course, if uh, you're not going down to the Mazuma Mobile Stadium on uh, Saturday, full match commentary on Beyond Radio on Shrimps Live will be on our FM and DAB Plus services across North Lancashire and Morecambe. Listen for free from just before 2.55. And you can also subscribe as ever via I Follow Shrimps. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.